Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. There was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen posts on Tumblr. I'm joined with Kama. Hi, this is Kama, and you can find me at Grammar Saves Lives on Tumblr. And Chicky. Hi, this is Chicky. I am Chickren on Tumblr. Whitey. Hi, this is Whitey. You can find me at Yellow Delaney on Tumblr. Eon. Hi, this is Eon, and you can find me at Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. And our guest is Aaron Papion. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Erin. Uh, I'm Brienne of Toth on Tumblr. Okay. <laughs> and um, in life. Yeah. It's, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if we're tipping our, uh, hinting to people already that we might be a little tipsy. Um, this is Drunk Cast. <laughs> I have no fucking clue how many we've done now. <laughs> I think it's four or five. 4.5. Yeah, 4.5. Sounds good. <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> Too many. Oh god, especially this season. We could have really had done one every week, I think. <laughs> ah, mm. so let's, off the top, I'm just gonna like read one of the comments we had come in last week. Cause I think it kind of summarizes why we're doing this. Um, it's from Livelong. And they say, alrighty, your podcast makes me more happy than this shit show does at the moment. Well, it's shitty now, <laughs> ever since JB were separated. Let's be honest. I could bear through it if I still had them on my screen, or if Jamie and Brienne grew as individuals like they were supposed to. God, I'm a book reader, still Amen. reading, <laughs> as well as a show watcher. And the only characters George should be killing off is D&D for fucking up his story. I've got no clue what's <laughs> yeah. coming next, and I don't mean that in a good way. So I, just, I'm glad you got my email. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you know what I need to do? I haven't done this in a while. Um, spoilers, spoiler warnings, everybody. And uh, I don't think we're going to be talking about rape in this episode. I think we should just, just, just. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, just to be yeah. safe. Yeah. Yeah. If we're doing a season of this podcast, assume it's going to be about rape. Just because it's this damn show. Okay. <laughs> so there you have it, kids. Yeah. Mm. All right. So those things bug you tune out. Okay. Um. So let's. What I want to ask. Um. First off, is what is everybody drinking this evening? Comma. How about you, Chicky? Oh, I've got gin. Whitey? Um, I've also got vodka, and I'm mixing it with lemon, lime, and bitters. Wow. Oh, nice. Classy. <laughs> it's pretty good for, you know, 11.30 a.m. Aren't you classy <laughs> with your citrus wedges? Eon? <laughs> I have Jameson and Coke, so Mr. Eon better watch out after oh, this Oh, gosh. So many broken toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Erin? I'm drinking red wine. She's drinking Foster's. Oh. Don't lie. Foster. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm drinking Shiraz. I'm sorry. I've let the country down. Get out. I'm drinking first time. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm drinking Shiraz too, and it's actually an Australian one in, um, I guess, to honor our, our heavy Australian panel this evening. <laughs> we almost have a majority. Almost. I, I don't know if it's a fence. 
I don't Where's know. Where's it from? It's, uh, Durif? Is that a thing? <laughs> or is that actually a wine? <laughs> Victoria. It's from Victoria. <laughs> Giving away my ignorance. Is this ignorance. made by Drop Bears? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They stomp on the grapes. Uh, heavy on tannins oh, no. and drop bears. <laughs> no, it's actually made in Victoria, and it's called 19 Crimes, so I don't know if that's, like, offensive to you. Oh, that's so accurate. <laughs> All the comics made it. It is, actually. It's got, like, a whole history on the back about your um, convict heritage. So that's a criminal <laughs> past. That's me. That's me. That's <laughs> my decision. No, I am the descendant. They're my ancestors. Whoops. Yeah, get it right. Well, that is... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's good wine. <laughs> the rum used to be the currency in Australia. It tells a lot about Australia. <laughs> I like it. It still is. Oh. It still is. It's at circles. <laughs> so, yeah, well, alcohol is a coping mechanism. So I think this is nicely segues into our um, first question, which was from Graceful Demon, who says, if only I could truly detox from season five it's not really a question but what have you guys done this season to cope with the monstrosity that was season five of game of thrones alcoholic drink 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 drink, <laughs> drink. punch things <laughs> watching a lot of trash tv mm. yep for I me a lot and i've been trying to watch more other things ranting so, ranting to people as well yeah Block yeah, people on Tumblr. Team. Yes, block everyone on Tumblr. <laughs> block everyone. I agree with that entirely. Yeah, yeah. Although, oddly enough, it seems to be popular, so maybe we're not alone. I think stop frequenting some other places has helped. Um, I play vi- video games that are very violent. That's helped. <laughs> yeah. Go out and kill zombies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's always good for what ails you. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the next question. It's from Doxa, and she asks, if you could fix one plot on the show, what would you change? Sadly... Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. Right? Yeah, I'd just delete Dawn altogether, yes. actually. <laughs> that was easy. And also, I, also I would kill Danny. Don't <laughs> <laughs> leave one. Kill yourself? Oh, my God. That's a, That's a bit extreme. That would actually free up a lot of airtime. would. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! But Jamie's storyline this season—I mean, it was almost oh unwatchable. That, almost. that my cellar. I, I know that there's people online who've been defending the scene with my cellar um, in the last episode, but to me, really? I mean, it made me want to puke. To be honest, Ugh. yeah, I don't know how you can defend it. Clearly, I I follow all the right people because I have not seen that. Yeah, I've seen some of that. <laughs> Oh. I think I might go with Winterfell, guys. I think if there was something wow. I could fix this Ooh, season, yeah. 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 I, I think I've Including Brienne in that. that out. Yes. Yes. I would Brienne. include Brienne in it. The whole yeah. North business. My boy well, keeps saying keep in the veil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. I would fix the, the Shireen monstrosity that was. Oh. Hmm. <sighs> <sighs> Well, I love that we've got like four or five legitimate options here. <laughs> There's actually so much that could use fixing. Well, I mean, it's good though because, I mean, between the what? There's five of us on this? Six of us? I can't count anymore. But <laughs> between all of us, we pretty much fixed the show if we could each just pick one thing. The problem is there's like no show with what we just did. 
guys, let's just yeah, but, write the next season. No, it's Jon Snow. Nobody said Jon Snow. We could do a better so job. Yeah. yeah, and no one said Arya, yeah, so that'd be John and Arya. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I didn't think that really needed much fixing. No, I think yeah. they did a good job with Arya as well. The King's yeah, Landing was pretty good for the most part. King's I Landing was good. Yeah. Okay, so we have oh, yeah, King's Landing. Was great. Yeah. Mm. For the most part. Okay. Let's... <laughs> so that's well, it kind of leads into this uh, next one too, which is um. Uh, show Jamie and Brienne, can the characterization of either be fixed? And how does that affect our feelings about the show and the JB ship? I think, (laughs) I think that it can kind of be fixed. I mean, to the extent that they can start writing Jamie and Brienne with characterizations that better reflect their book counterparts. But even then, like, even if they started to do that, I think it's probably too late to completely fix them since you can't really just discount their past characterization. You know, it's part of show canon. You can't really forget that. Sure you, you know, can. No, you can't. You can't forget yes, that Jamie Yes, yes, I have it. I have it. You can't forget he... that Jamie is a guy who raped his sister and then fucked her on the table in the White Sword Tower. That was an That was an Someone's going to come out of the shower and it's going to turn out that those were all dreams. They were triplets. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. I think Brienne's like story Alice. Alice. Yep, that's how you do it. Brienne, probably to a greater extent, I think, can be saved. I mean, they've um, yeah. they've done her no favours with her characterisation either. I mean, they've kind of turned her into this remorseless killing machine. She's a little bit more She even kills dudes who are totally defenceless now. And... uh Enjoys it now. <laughs> and loves it. No, I mean, and you know, she's not just abrasive as a protective mechanism like she's in the book. She's kind of just mean to totally yeah, harmless people. Yeah. That pod. So, I mean, and there's also issues with a character suddenly changing as well, like changing parts of the personality. Yeah. It would have to be done in a really subtle way. And let's face it, the show is not great with subtle. So. Mm. No, I don't think the characterizations can be fixed. We're all screwed. Thank you for that. Yeah. And there's a, there's only going to be like two more seasons left, right? Yep. Oh, I know. And a movie. No, I'm shame. just kidding. I don't think there's going to be a movie. Oh, I <laughs> had so much potential. You know, that's that's the shame. Gwendolyn Christie and Nikolai Costa-Weldau are both amazing in their roles, but they've just give, been given absolute shit to work with. And you could tell. Like, look at all the interviews yeah. that Nikolai has done this season where he just looked so down about it. He's really disappointed, yeah. I think he was. Yeah, clearly he wasn't enjoying what he was doing this season. Yeah, that was actually one of the other questions we did get. Um, I'm going to jump to it now since it is about Jamie and it was, uh, God, I hope I can find it. It was basically, you know, what did you think of Jamie this season and how was his acting? Sounds can ready. I quote myself? Sure. Yes. Okay, I made a post on Twitter about this last uh, after the last episode and I'm just going to say it here because I still stand by it. Jamie's storyline this season has been the shittiest shit that ever did. Look, <laughs> 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 no, honestly... I mean, I talked about wanting to lift Dawn out of the entire story, and I stand by that. I think that, I mean, obviously, the the actual Dawny stuff was offensive as well, but it, particularly for Jamie, it was just a complete miss. I mean, you look at what he's doing in the books at this time, you know, what he's doing in A Feast for Crows, and it's like Brienne's story, and there are lots of parallels between the stories, and they're all about honour, and, and Jamie's story is also about identity, and especially... His identity is he moves away from Cersei. Um, 
And at the same time, we're also seeing him make peace in the Riverlands and it shows that he's a capable leader and he can be politically savvy despite not enjoying politics. And, you know, what do we have in the show? Show Jamie spent his entire season doing one stupid thing after another. He decides to go to Dolph to win back Cersei's love. He tries to, what does he do? He buys off the Dornish ship's captain with gold and then he sneaks into the water gardens Without any sort of plan. <laughs> he actually says to Brian, I asked him, you know, what's the plan? And he's like, oh, we'll just wing it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, we've got a new episode. Right? Yeah. At the end of the season, what do we have? We've got a Jamie who's undergone pretty much no character develop- development. And he has almost seemed to have regressed in terms of his identity arc. Oh, you know, he's, he's still in yeah. love with Cersei. Yeah, he's, which he's is just... I don't know how you can read his storyline in a Feast for Crows and go, mm, that's good, but you know what? Let's just stick with Dawn. Yeah. Let's just give him no characterization whatsoever and uh, hope for the best. I mean, it's just, it's but such a waste. There was that touching scene with Marcella. She loves, <laughs> she loves her, she loves Funkle. her Funkle Funkle. so much. <laughs> uh, Jamie's a cool You know, another, another part of that question, though, was about the acting. And, you know, I really think, this was some of Nikolai's poorest work this season as well. I mean, you can just tell he wasn't feeling a lot of these scenes a lot of the time. I think that Marcella final scene is is one of the worst. Um, oh. He just, I just wasn't buying him in that. I think he actually was part of the problem with why it was so bad. He just didn't seem to be into it, which I understand. But like can you? You can't really. Blame yeah, him. No. it's hard to sell that though. It made no sense on an emotional level, on an intellectual level, on a story level, it was a it was a stupid ass scene and a stupid ass mm-hmm. story. It was ridiculous yeah. because not only did we have a Marcella that seemed to have done a complete one eighty in terms of her personality. I mean, the entire mm-hmm. season she spent just being kind of teenage brat towards him. Um but then, you know, she even says to Jamie, You don't know me. Like she doesn't know him. He doesn't know her and all of a sudden Oh, Daddy, I'm really glad that you're my father, and I, you know, and I'm so that, glad you, you it was so my cute. mother to have yes. me because no. <laughs> incest now. And let's let's have this touching reunion solely so people can feel bad when I die in your arms. Like it was just oh, so right now, so ridiculous, made no sense. Just like the rest oh, she's of the so inbred. She was going to die anyway. She's True. probably going to get hemophilia <laughs> and just drop dead one day. Oh God, drop dead. Cause of death, incest. Yeah, but, but yeah, he re- he really what a way to go, right, YD? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the Jamie scenes. I think the best Jamie thing. scenes were with Ron this season, though. Don't yeah. we agree? Oh. I mean, those were the ones that worked the best for me, anyway. They were the only redeeming, slightly redeeming. Yeah, it's about this. Yeah, and Toph. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. that Even was that. his best scene. Five seconds. I don't know. <laughs> Even me. that. Come on, actually, look at his face. It's a little dopey. I don't know. He, he <laughs> dopey with love. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, like, we'll take what we can get at this yeah. point. Yeah, it's all we've got. It's all we've got from the entire season. So we <laughs> have to cling to it. I hope you enjoyed it because I suspect that's all you're getting for the entire arc. So yeah, you know. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, we're gonna have. Jamie looking at Tarth Sorry, and Brienne kind of stroking Oathkeeper. That's all the JB we got. Brienne stroking Oathkeeper as well. <laughs> Lovingly stroking Oathkeeper. So I'm sensing that like answers the second part of this question, and does that affect our feelings about the Jamie and Brienne ship? Like in the show, yeah. In the show or uh, in general? In the show, it's rough. It's rough, you know, because it's 
it's hard to completely disengage from Jamie and Brienne in the show because we love them so much and we all still ship it like crazy in the books. But, you know, sometimes you stop and wonder why do you, why do you want to show Jamie and Brienne together? They're not really right. Jamie and Brienne at all, you know? Well, yeah, that's it. A, yeah, I, it doesn't affect how I feel about them as, as, as book characters. I'm just, I don't know. I think I'm sort of getting to the resigned stage with the show where I have, you know, I'm, the only thing I'm confident in is that they're just going to fuck up the next two years with a, an occasional bright spot here and there. So. <laughs> Enjoy least, the bright spot. At least Gwen and Nick have like yeah. really good chemistry. Yeah. So, I mean, as, if they have any more scenes together, the minute that they're on screen together, like I'm going to feel really uh, pessimistic about it until it happens. And then yeah. when it happens, I'm just going to be sold. I'm going to be right in there. Like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. This is what I've stuck Like, you got to remember that if show Jamie and Brienne somehow get together, we do get to see Gwen and Nick like writhing around together naked. So yes. mark me down for yes, please. Yeah. like yes. All the bitching we're like, doing now. All the pain. I'm into it. <laughs> Yeah, all the bitching we're doing now, we're going to be so watching that when it happens. And I say when, because I'm an optimist. We'll do a complete 180. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be my seller. We'll be my seller about it. We'll be my seller. Okay, we kind of touched on the next not- question a little bit. Um, it comes from Mo, who is a useful spinster, and she asks, what would you have had Sansa, Jamie, and Brienne do in season five, or would you have benched any of them all together? Um... Obviously, D and D had no idea what to do with those three. So yeah, uh, that, well, um, I would have had Jamie and Brienne in the Riverlands. Yeah, and Sansa and the Ville. <laughs> yeah, yeah me, if that's that it. Done. Feasible. <laughs> I think they should have benched. I don't know who they should have benched, but maybe well, Sansa Al- had three chapters in Feast and none in Dance. So I would probably lessen her screen time. I wouldn't necessarily bench her. I'd have her in the veil too. Like I'd have her in the veil, uh, showing how much she's learned about playing the game. I guess more um, scenes with Sweet clearly, Robin. Yeah, I mean clearly. So her book storyline. <laughs> yes, pretty much. I mean that's what I'd do. You know, I'd I'd have them follow their book journeys to the extent that it worked on screen. Obviously, in a streamlined way, you know, and maybe with a a bigger focus on the action parts, but still. Bringing some of the, their internal journeys to the forefront, you know, like with Jamie, I'd, I mean, I would have done this a season or two ago, but I would have had him have the split with Cersei. I'd have him doing something to show about his, you know, Moving his political away. acumen. You know, it doesn't have to be in the Riverlands. It can be wherever it works and, and showing how he actually does do the honorable thing a lot of the time and showing know, that he has a brain. Showing that he has a brain, oh, show, yeah. showing him thinking, or obviously you have to be talking to someone about Cersei and, and showing how confused and angry he is about it and he's, how he's struggling to figure out who he is without her. And rather than Dawn, like, as I said, I would have just taken Dawn completely yes. out. I'd, mm-hmm. if I could, I'd bring back Edmure. I'd maybe introduce Titus Blackwood and maybe even Janice Bracken or a Bracken-like character, you know. Have you could have had the Blackfish, you know. could have had the Blackfish. You know, just some of that awesome character-building stuff for Jamie, like having progress rather than regress. Yeah, even yeah. if he wasn't, well, like- I think with Brienne, with Brienne, you know, like if you want to do like what-if scenarios, it's so funny this season how frustrating it was 
for her to know where Sansa was and do nothing. It's so funny. Like, they were trying to fix what many people think is a problem with Feast, which is Brienne never finding Sansa. And so they thought they fixed it by having her know where Sansa was. But that, to me, was even more frustrating. It's like, you know where she is. Do something, goddammit. But that's it. Like, she's just just in in her inn, seriously, just staring at where Sansa is. Yeah, and when she finally has a moment, she abandons her oath to Catelyn to go take care of a personal. Yeah, I mean, that's the issue, you know. We can still have Brienne on her quest for Sansa. I mean, but have her at the same time showing how she is... I mean, I would make an argument at this point. They'd have been better off to just do the book arc where she never finds her. Frankly, that's what I'm saying. I found yeah. it much yeah. more frustrating. Yeah. And she hardly had any screen time. I, I don't know what Gwen's screen time was this it's season, but it was little. quite a bit lower than what we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like and I think, in, yeah, I think in what they had, like if they, you know, if she hadn't had found Arya last season, maybe, which kind of did create a weird expectation that she would find Sansa, but. I think if they had just, with what little screen time she had, just had her searching and then maybe find her at the end of the season, that would have been very satisfying as opposed to what we ended up with, which I don't think satisfied anyone. I haven't heard anyone even show Stans who were excited about Brienne killing Stannis other than than as Shireen revenge. I don't think anyone was like, oh, this really brings out the best of Brienne. I don't think anybody's saying that. No, I agree with you completely. I would would have her on her quest. She doesn't necessarily need to find Sansa, but yeah, I think if she does, it could be at the end of the season. Doing something nightly would have been nice. It's not even about the action so much as bringing her themes to the show, which is about honour and how it's so important to Brienne's story, you know, and the fact that she's actually being slowly exposed to a less rigid way of thinking about what's right, and that's something that was completely ignored this season. Like, we could have had her... Just ignored. They actually did the opposite. Yeah. And we could have had her, you know, protecting women from rape and saving innocent kids from harm. And I'd want to show how soft Brienne's heart is, you know, that's so important to her. And and then we could leave her with a choice to make. You know, between her honor and her heart. I don't, I mean, personally, I'd bring Stoneheart into it, but I think that's <laughs> You know. Oh, no. I mean, even Hal Hunt would have been better than what we got. Hell yeah. Oh, I think Kyle Hunt I mean, would have been awesome. I would have been good with Hunt. Yeah, but he's in Essos with Daenerys. You know, if they had wanted to do Dorne, I think that could have been made. That could have been done better if they had had better writing. And that could have maybe flown. Nah. They just weren't able to. And I think, <laughs> no, I mean. You know what the thing about Dawn is, Comma, though? Dawn from the books is really all about Ariane and I guess her right. relationship and they didn't with her want father. To go there because, so, God forbid, there should be a strong woman character, you know, that wasn't a yeah. big fighter. But um, I think it could have been done better than it was. But well, honestly, no one's going to argue that point. It could have been done worse. <laughs> I don't think it well, could have yes, been done worse. Sure. <laughs> I think bringing it back to the question, I think that the the thing about Jamie and Brienne and Sansa in their feast storylines is that they revolved around their characters. You know, they were mostly about examination of character. They're about character building. You know, they're not plots that involve a lot of action or or really overall story progression per se. You know, there's all that internal monologue and 
not much else is happening in terms of action. And I think that's obviously why the show had so much difficulty with the adaptation, um, amongst other things. Yeah, well, character development has never been there. Character <laughs> development on Game of Thrones has always been incidental to the plot. Right. I mean, there has been some, but it usually is more plot-driven or just kind of a very side thing. It's Which just just very rarely a focus. So, I mean, it, it would be almost weird if they did <laughs> do it, it now. Yeah. development at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand the differences between the written word and visual media, and I understand that you do need plot progression. You need to have those action sequences, and you need to you know, show something to people. I mean, show something, I guess, spectacular in a way. And that, and they can do that. And we've talked about this so much over the last few weeks. They can do those big moments. They've taken those big moments from the books. But, yes, we also need the thematic material. We need the, the character building to make it logical and to make it resonate yeah. with viewers. And that's just mm-hmm. not what they're doing. It's something they just don't seem to understand how to do or have the will to do. It's hard to know which it is. Yeah. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen Jamie stay in King's Landing more this season. I don't know if they could have maybe split up the Dorne thing. I mean, if they had to have sent him to Dorne instead of having his entire story be in Dorne, I think it could have been better if he could have had more interaction with Cersei. Could have seen maybe, like you said, Whitey work in that fracture a bit. Oh, just right. some development, just something. Anything. You know. Anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm afraid to say redemption arc because, you know, we all know the reactions that that sen- tends to get from people online. And I don't know why that is. But, uh, he did definitely have character arc, arc um, a character arc throughout A Feast for Crows. Yeah, That did. didn't make it into the show. He didn't have any development well, they- in the show when he had lots in the book. So. Yeah. They think he's a monster. I think they're going to put him back with Cersei. I wouldn't yeah, count on fine. any of that. I mean, I hate to say it, and I'm a morose drunk, and I apologize, but (laughs) I think he's going to go back to King's Landing, and I think that's, I don't think we're getting Jamie and Brienne. Yeah. Well, we're getting there. We're getting to that in the questions. I think we've got questions coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do. Um I don't know where they are, though, so we're going on to the ones I have on my paper. <laughs> so the next ones are about Winds of Winter and uh, how much do you appreciate uh, George's releasing Sansa's chapter because that's kept alive my book loving. Who is this from? Was that? Who said that? I have no friggin' clue. <laughs> Sorry, whoever said that. Maybe I don't remember either. But yeah, no, I, I, I do, I did actually appreciate that. It's funny. I've only read two Winds chapters that have been released and that Sansa one was one of them and I read it mostly looking for JB stuff, but um, I do appreciate it because it did make me feel like, okay, this is not happening to Sansa. Yeah. <laughs> George told us that this is yeah. not happening. Yeah. Um, and that was reassuring and it, it did help to get through it. You know, I mean, because when you love characters, Sansa's not even in my top 10 beloved characters either. That's one of the funny things about this. People think we're such Sansa stands and that's why we've been upset <laughs> about what happened to her character. And that's really not the case. No. But I, you know, when you love the characters, and I do love Sansa, it was just so hard to see that happen to her, and especially knowing that it wasn't happening in the books. But then you get the comfort of knowing that it's not happening in the books, yeah. and I will eventually read what actually happens to Sansa, and I will be satisfied because it will make sense, whatever it is. It definitely yeah. felt yeah, deliberate eventually. on George's part, didn't it? I felt like it, he deliberately released that one. Oh, it was yeah, absolutely, absolutely. released it on purpose. Yeah, I mean, it's like the Mercy chapter last year, it oh, was totally yeah. deliberate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I feel the same way exactly. You know, during the whole debacle on the show, I could at least cling to the fact that, you know, Book Sansa was off, 
in the Vale having a grand old time, toying, toying with ha- Harry the Air and eating lemon cakes and, you know, not getting raped. Oh, God. <laughs> and these are from Mass Camel, nice. too. You're right. Just fending off her pervy uh, protector was, there. But, yeah, still comparatively better. Where are you saying, yeah. Ian? It was, just, it was just nice to read another chapter. I just want more, though. Yeah, one day. Well, well speaking you've only of got us, ten years to wait. Two thousand and nine. I know, right? <laughs> That's right. That brings us to the next question: Whose chapter do you think we'll see next, and whose would you like to see? I don't think uh, we're going to see any more. I mean, I'd love to see Jamie yeah. Brain chapter, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> as far as Jamie and Brain, we're going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait for Wins of Winner. If he does release anything, it'd probably be like John Con or Arya <laughs> Arya Hota that we'll get. It'll be big time. <laughs> And he's like, he's hanging on to, I think, an Aaron chapter that he has said he might read at different times. So I think if there's anything, that will be the only thing that comes out before the actual book. Yeah. And I don't care about that. So. When it, when it does, Chicky, it's all right. Wouldn't a Stannis chapter be great? (laughs) Get out. (laughs) He just has a really nice day. That's the entire chapter. Stannis has a good day. Yeah. He's eating cheesecake, he's drinking wine, he's got his feet up. He's not burning his children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's bonding with Shireen. She's there. She's there and alive. Yeah. And he actually says to her, like, don't worry, I would never burn you. I would never burn you. (laughs) He promises. Uh, (laughs) So, do you guys see uh, a divide in book versus show fans? You think that's what's happening? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I mean, hasn't there always been one? (laughs) So, I mean, there's always been one. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I welcome a divide in in certain aspects. I mean, it's tough. It's really tough as an old book reader seeing the way that show stuff has been integrated into kind of, I hate, hate the fucking term headcanon, but headcanons about characters, particularly with Jamie and Brienne, because like people have pulled in the show stuff that has, nothing to do with their book characters and say it like it's just fact or part of them and I'm just like ah I really yeah, wish we frustrating. could <laughs> it's, really, it's really it's really frustrating to me and I mean do I foresee a divide there's already a divide it's been around for a long time um and I think you know as the show progresses <laughs> the fan stuff that I see, you know, all the fan works, the head cannons. Can I ask? I see that? it I see it geared more and more towards the show characterizations which I find really really frustrating. You okay. know, th- these aren't the characters that I love, especially Jamie and Brienne. Can I play I off this? One a- thing, though. Oh, yep. I was like, can I play <laughs> off this a little bit? What's like the what most like cringeworthy thing where you see that happening? Like headcanon. You know sh- what I hate? I hate the <laughs> most the way that the show characterized Jamie's um, relationship with Tywin. In the books, Jamie is really not this daddy-pleasing boy, but from the beginning, the show has characterized him that way, mm. and it's given him this weird place in the hierarchy of the Lannisters on the show, and people run with this idea of him that really has very little to do with his book self, and that is probably the most frustrating thing, because I see so many things that kind of branch out of this misconception of his character that, that the, either the showrunners had or that they invented either way. So that's for me the biggest one. That is that is annoying. I agree. I think if we're talking in terms of Jamie and Brienne, 
I feel like the way that the show has kind of very much taken away a lot of the tension between the two and the, the sort of hostility. It's, you know, that sexy tension that they have going on throughout the books. That's one of the big reasons oh, yeah. I got into the pairing. And I see that reflected in fan works, how Jamie has become this sappy, love Sappy, sweet, sappy, emotional. Which is just not Jamie at all. It's, it's frustrating. It's really yeah. frustrating. She's very I, aloof. She's yeah. and yeah. he's chasing her with flowers in these in these fan works. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, who are these people? They're not Jamie and Brienne. I'm not <laughs> sure who they are. But you know, who to blame them? I mean, this is kind of what the show's doing. It is the show. It is the show. I know it's the show, but it's like when you have a book a book concept of them, it's just like, you're just oh. like who are these people? What are you talking about? <laughs> Jamie, come back. <laughs> I've, I've been peeking at the uh, Westeros.org forums recently, which I really shouldn't do, uh, because there's yeah, a lot of Brienne yes, hate yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah. In the in the TV show uh, section, there's a lot of Brienne hate based on the fact that she killed the Hound and then she killed Stannis, which is kind of funny from one's perspective because it's a lot of uh, men in particular who are very butthurt about the fact that those kills were given to Brienne. But at the same time, it's like, well, in the book, actually, that didn't happen. And it's also, uh, they gave Brienne that stupid line in season three, the sexist line about, oh, you sound like a woman. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I think that use, mm. for a lot of people's headcanons about her sexuality, they'll use that to defend, oh, no, I think she's a lesbian or I think she's asexual or whatever because she said this one line in season three. And it's like, okay, for the TV show, I, I see where you're coming from, but in the books, no. <laughs> really, <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 Not that there's anything wrong it's, with that. <laughs> Just, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Not, like, it's, yeah. you know, People's interpretations, that's fine. That's their own thing. That's totally fine. But yeah, that line hurts me so much because <laughs> Book Brienne would never have said it. Never, she would never. never have said that. She has so much respect for women. Like, it's um, so frustrating that they had her say that. Yeah. Agreed. All right, next one. Uh, George, the books, and wins. What does season five mean for the books? And what do the books mean for season six? And what's the overall feeling about book spoilers from the show? So you think we've gotten book spoilers? For- we've gotten book spoilers Obviously. and we've had them confirmed. Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't want to say that I'm hugely happy with the books being spoiled by the show, um, especially since the show has its own canon and <laughs> events are going to be warped anyway. So it's not going to play out exactly the same in the books. And I really was not impressed with David and Dan essentially confirming to us that she dies in the books, even if we assumed it would happen. Yeah, I mean, if spoilers are coming, and clearly we're going to get a lot more spoilers next season, unless George can write faster, I'd much prefer that the showrunners leave us guessing about whether the show events happen in the books. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Spoilers is not cool. In my mind. Yeah, I agree. There was no reason. There was no reason for them to say that it was going to happen in the book. They didn't need to. Yeah. It was just obnoxious. Though. They were doing it to kind of ward off any criticism towards what they actually did with Stannis and Shireen. They're saying, well, it's in the books, even though it was <laughs> a very vague... Yeah. Uh, they just... Well, say yeah. It could the be context of anything. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, well, and that's the uh, thing. For them even to claim that it's in the books is silly because we all know, especially having seen how the season ended, there's no way that that happens in the books the way that it happened. The Shireen thing is just not possible. And so for them to say it's in the books is disingenuous as well. But 
I mean, I just, you know, I, I have no problem with the show overtaking the books. I'm fine with it. As a matter of fact, a couple of years ago, I really applauded it. Because I was like, well, at least this way, we will get an ending to this stupid story that it's taking forever to get an end- yeah, ending to. Seeing what they've done. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, with the way that they've changed everything, I mean, they just don't need to confirm what is and isn't in the books. It's just kind of a dick move at this point, And they don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. I hmm. think no matter, I, you know, they could come out and tell us the whole ending, but... I'm convinced that whatever they come up with, yeah, I'm sure Shireen does die. It's probably very different in the book because they weren't listening when he told them or they missed the whole point of whatever he told them. Well, the thing is, I'm, George writes with a, an internally consistent canon and he writes with logic. So saying that Shireen so, dies in the books, you know what, even if Stan kills Shireen in the books, which I, <laughs> you know, who knows? I kind of doubt, but Either even way, it, it will make sense. Sense. And they could say all the stuff they want. I mean, I'm pretty sure no matter what they come up with, it's going to be like, wow. Okay, so yeah, they were both bipedal humanoid figures. And that's going to be, I mean, that's <laughs> what I'm It was, it was robots all along. I knew it. Well, no, I mean, but it's just like they've got, there's a man and a woman and Somehow that is their interpretation of whatever they're taking. It's not like they're actually presenting anything that resembles the books I love. You know, like they're drawing events from these things. There's a guy walking around named Jamie and a woman walking around named Brienne, but they're missing all the the things I really came to love about them in the story. So whatever they tell me, sure, maybe they've got some of the basic facts, but that's not... Yeah. That's not, so I don't care. And I'm, yeah. there are very few things I, I go spoiler, you know, phobic about, and this is not one of them. So for me personally, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. No. I'm just going to try to just <clears throat> divorce myself and from the show pretty much and say the show is the show and the book is the book. And I'm going to just try to just separate those two. That's all I, I can really do to keep myself sane. And drink from now on. Oh, that's a coping <laughs> mechanism, right? <laughs> I can't do that. They, people keep saying that, you know, divorce the books and the shows. Like, I can't. Like, you're literally uh, running around with the same names as the, the characters that I love. I, I can't completely divorce these two things. They're always going to be intertwined. Not to mention the fact, and this has come up a lot more this season, I need the books to be able to even know what the hell's going on on the show half the time. <laughs> if I didn't have my book knowledge to fill in the it, it gaps. It affects people's I even know. It really does. Well, it does. Yeah, and I mean, those, these characters that we're seeing on the show have enough of Jamie and Brienne in them that it is almost impossible to, to see them as completely different characters. Yeah, I just am incapable of doing it. And I did try at one point. It's just, it's just not I how my brain... I said I was going to try at least. I'm going to try. Anyone who can, good luck. Yeah, Yeah, I can. Like I said, longtime X-Men fan. They've been fucking that thing up for decades now. So I'm good at compartmentalizing. I'm used to this sort of thing. I'm used to the shit. It's funny funny you say X-Men because didn't Baney off write like, Wolverine Origins. No, he wrote that piece a of lot. shit Wolverine that movie. Well, that's going to change my question about D&D that'll be later. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He's actually written something? I thought he'd only written, like, shopping list before doing Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm jumping around a bit, but um, this next one kind of... Since we're on book discussion, I'm going to go to Dox's question. 
which was, are there any plot lines from the books that have been disappointing so far? I figured I'd ask you to rag on the books too. So we're talking about plot lines that are in the books. We're not talking about the show at all now. We're just no, saying, are oh, you disappointed with the book is done? Danny, Green, Danny in everywhere. <laughs> the only good part of Dario in Danny. Like, uh, I enjoyed the, t- I, Danny. in Danny. I enjoyed the teenage crush thing. I thought that was kind of one of the redeeming qualities of Danny throughout the book. Um, that's the thing well, most people I mean, hate. For me personally, I mean, we've been talking about Dorn on the show, but actually, Dorn in the books is very much a write-off to me as well. I mean, I feel like the whole thing lifts right out, and I have no idea what they even wanted to do it on the show. It's, I mean, I like the Iron Islands slightly more, the whole feast and dance Iron Islands plotline, just because it is ever so slightly more tied into characters that I care about. But Dorn is one of the hardest things for me to invest in or pay attention to in the books. I'm yeah, just snorer. I like Dawn. I like Dawn. I agree with you that it, it is very, <laughs> it's barely linked to the greater yeah. story. It's, it's a very tenuous link at best. But I, I actually do enjoy reading the Dawn stuff. Ah, uh, some of the Dawn stuff. <laughs> I, f- I feel like I have to give Dawn another try again. Cause like, I know when I was reading it, I got to all, like, it felt like he was just introducing new and new character, new characters, new situations. Like, it's just too much. I can't, I can't care about anybody else. And I would like literally like skim and flip to people I knew. I would, it was too much. Yeah, yeah I, I feel did. that way about the Greyjoy chapter. I was about just to like, say, uh, fair I know enough. what's going yeah. on. Greyjoys. I agree. For Asha, they're boring. They are boring. Yeah. I was so excited yeah. for the, the Greyjoys. You have no idea. I thought, oh my God, really? Viking pirates, this is going to be so <laughs> cool. And no, it was like this welfare kind of trailer trash Viking boring pirates. <laughs> that actually kind of makes me want to reread that now. <laughs> trailer trash yeah, Viking don't, pirates. Don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think, but not I in a good way. Oh. Not in a fun, cool way. It was just <laughs> well, sort of like I like Asha. I like Asha. Yeah, I do but, too. Yeah, I, I love her. Yeah. The uncles can just yeah, jump a, off the uh, same bridge uh, that Balon uh, jumped off, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. I mean, like <laughs> I have to pop it in the story. Oh. So I'm the same. I, I'm not a terribly big fan of the Greyjoy uncles. I also like Asha. I think that's fairly almost universal in our fandom at least. Um, uh, Quentin Martell can go somewhere else also. What else? Uh, what else kind of stuff? Oh, John Con. You know the John Con stuff I found? Oh yeah, John Con, man. Boring. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess I was intrigued by that because of theories that had been floating for a long time about Aegon maybe showing up. So I was mildly interested in that. But I mean, I agree. George, look, hey, no one is saying that there aren't issues with Feast and Dance. And <laughs> no one is saying that George's editor has a lot to answer for. <laughs> I mean, like, there are yeah, issues with those books. They, people. yeah, they needed some pretty ruthless editing, or George just needed to be sat down and say, "Look, you're never going to finish this in 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 <laughs> three or four more books if you don't stop what you're doing and stop opening all these story doors that he opened." Um, you know, it's not that it's bad. Yeah, just needed yeah. a lot of pruning. Well, that's it. The, the stuff that he added isn't, it wouldn't be bad if it weren't for the fact that it comes so late in the story and you just have no energy to invest in these characters. You're too invested Especially in too many it, other characters. It doesn't get better. It's always so brutal. And it's, that's part of what makes those two books so hard is not only are these brutal, awful things happening to the characters we've been focused on for the, you know, the first three books. 
Now there are more, and it's even worse. And every time you think, oh, it can't be getting any worse, no, no, it can't. Hmm. Well, that's it. And, and, you know, it's not that the writing is poor or that they aren't, you know, if you pull some of these chapters out, they are pretty good. And, you know, I, I do like Duran more better, or you know, on rereads. But, you know, like, I just, I care too much about too many other things that are already established in the plot for me to, to invest in these new characters. And it's so funny that this is a huge mistake that George made and that then the showrunners doubled down on it and made the exact same mistake. And it looks like they're going to expand into the Iron Islands going into season six. This is one of the problems you could kind of avoid and they're right. just not doing it. It's, it's bizarre to me. Well, we do. To be, yeah. to be fair, we do need to know what happens to Balon. <laughs> like, what happened to that guy? How did his leech fail? I, look, we can't make any assertions as to what happens by the end of the story in relation to the Greyjoys. So I can't necessarily say, look, let's just leave out the Greyjoy uncles because we don't need them. But I think, I, mean, I think that's true. I mean, I, I think that. They really do need to start well, cutting. You know what I would argue there, YD, is if they are integral, don't should have been introduced earlier. Yeah, I agree. It's like an argument yeah, I made I on the, that. I, agree with that. I made on a message board an argument, I think, after season three. And it was before we were even sure what was going to go on with Oberyn Martell. And I said, if they were smart, what they would do is they would bring Arianne to King's Landing with Oberyn and skip Ilaria, mm-hmm. bring Arianne, not as his lover, but just as his niece. And introduce her earlier so that the audience has time to invest in her. So that then if you do go to Dorne, you're invested in the story. And this is someone you know and you're following someone. They tried to do this with Alaria, but then they had her completely... Yeah, I completely agree with you. These introductions should have been made a lot earlier. And Yeah, these are mistakes the show could have rectified that George made. And instead, they seem to be almost making them worse. It's crazy. (laughs) I am excited for the potential of more hot old man in... um, casting in Randall Tarley, but why are we getting oh, that? It makes no sense. I don't... I have no is, idea. Why are they I, sending I mean, Sam to Old Town? I have no idea why. I assume they were cutting that entirely, but no, apparently that's important. Oh, he'll, get yeah. he'll, he'll accidentally end up at harm, and then no. be like, oh, crap. I didn't mean to do oh. that. Well, I think that is what's going to happen, because they're. Ca- it sounds like they're casting his mother and his brother, too. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. We're going to have very good at navigating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But why are we wasting time? They have. Exactly. What, I love how, like, episodes. I love how, like, a question about book questions and, like, <laughs> raging on the books <laughs> came <laughs> full circle. Any show again. Whoops, yeah. Sorry. It's so it's easy. Hot, okay? It's so easy. I, I would rage know quite a bit at all the food porn in the books, too. That needed a hash <laughs> Thank you. Really. Thank you so much, Cobba. Yes, I have such a problem with the food porn in the books. <laughs> Because literally I, everybody I am an eats the same equal meal. Opportunity hater. Okay, hate the show, hate the books. Let's that go. food Let's porn go. is so gratuitous. It's always they always end up with like some bloody meat, and there's always blood on their plate, and they always sop it up with their bread, and they eat it. And it's like, <laughs> I've read this eight times knows. already, George. <laughs> like I love pineapple. Have you seen George, guys? Like got him on spike. Give somebody a hamburger. You know, just for variation. Why not? Brianna <laughs> right. Bond go to McDonald's drive-thru and they have a good day. <laughs> Hooray! Status. Thank you, George. And then they kill Stannis on the way out. Okay, next question. <laughs> yes! Yes! No, 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 no. They went through the Max no. drive-thru after they killed Stannis. Uh, Sorry, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. <laughs> Just 
<laughs> All right, I'm gonna read Clotho's. We got a message from Clotho, um, and we kind of talked about Jamie's arc and or lack thereof this year. Um, but she kind of worded it funny, so I really want to read it. Um, there seems to be a direct correlation between the length of Jamie's hair and beard and the quality of his storyline. Less <laughs> equals less in this case. <laughs> Opinions on this. I think Clotho's onto something. Like, let's hope that when we first see Jamie next season, he has a beard down to his knees. <laughs> He's all ZZ top. Jamie's going to come out. He's going to kill imposter short-haired Jamie, and then he's going to reign. You know, that's that's the problem. As soon as he got a haircut, that's when we should have realized that, oh, hey, this isn't Jamie anymore. This is imposter Jamie. It's like Real Samson. Jamie is like, no, no, he's in a dungeon somewhere. He's got a beard the size of Gandalf right now. He's going to reappear. He's going to reappear. He's going to return as Jamie the White. (laughs) Jamie the White. (laughs) Well, George George loves Lord of the Rings. He loves Tolkien. He does. 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 Gandalf is Jamie, guys. (laughs) He's in another series. She also adds, I'm hoping he's so depressed over Marcella's demise that he grows that shit out again and his show arc starts (laughs) to improve. And then her question... Yeah, I want him to grow it up with Brienne. And then her question is, what do you think Davos will do now that Stannis is gone? Oh, you know what? Davos without Stannis. I think he should retire to Skargos and be with the other precious unicorns. <laughs> take take, take with Brienne. You. Take Brienne, Brienne with you. <laughs> Get her the fuck away from these people. Why? No, honestly, just... honestly, in the books, I I never thought that Stannis would predecease Davos. I always thought Davos would die first, and so I am kind of like bereft as to an idea of what's going to happen with Davos. It it is a funny thing, and it's funny that that Clotho brought that up because it's one of the things I've been thinking about all week since the finale. What is Davos going to do without Stannis? Right? It's Jon McDonald. He's yeah. going to serve Brienne and Podrick. I yes. like it. Yes. Let's do that. <laughs> so, I guess. Davos is going to be like our eyes towards Jon Snow's resurrection. That's what's going to happen. Uh, Davos will be the new Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. He's going to take the black (laughs) as soon as he hears about this. He doesn't need that. Maybe maybe Davos and Tormund can team up and they can have a buddy comedy or something. A buddy comedy? (laughs) Okay, so this next question is from Mark. Marquans, uh, my question is, why do you guys think they made Jamie still very much obsessed with Cersei instead of trying to move away from her? I feel like his character barely progressed. And we've talked about this a lot, but is anyone going to add re- anything else? Okay, okay. Do you want to hear my honest-to-God reason why I think they yes. haven't done I know why. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> okay, well, anybody who doesn't want to hear some Jamie and Brienne future negativity, tune out now. Um, my suspicion is that the reason that we haven't seen a, a Jamie and Cersei breakup, because they have hinted at it, it's clearly coming, is that they want this to be a huge moment when Jamie finds out about Lancel. And I have a sneaking fear that it's going to be a situation where Jamie's going to find out about Lancel and get very Valonkari right then. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be just kind of like this Stannis and Shireen thing where the showrunners have heard a spoiler, like Shireen gets burnt. And so then they kind of take that and kind of shape it the way that they want. I think they may have heard a spoiler that 
Jamie strangles Cersei and they're just kind of shaping it the way that they want to. And that is why I think they're delaying the actual break. I think they want a huge moment from it. And I can't imagine a bigger moment than something that explosive, personally. Yeah, that's also my fear, yeah. I have to admit. And I, oh. <laughs> Chicky and I did talk about this theory a while ago, and we also then started discussing that, you know, it would provide a very clear-cut break for Jamie, and then the showrunners may then have him <laughs> go after Brienne in some way, because, you know, we have to <laughs> totally read Jamie. Of any, yep. any feelings or thoughts towards her. She has to be actually gone before he can <laughs> then go and, and, and Borrow uh, Littlefinger's jetpack. Right. It, borrow Littlefinger's jetpack initiate a relationship with another woman because that's, that's a huge issue that the show has. They're not good with subtle. They're not good with shades of grey. They're not good with these internal conflicts. So I also, I also worry about this. I worry about this a lot. I, I mean, I don't know how. I can't think of another reason to delay it other than that they want him to be in Cersei's presence when they find out because they do seem to be bringing him back to King's Landing. It does look like what, what they're doing. Um, and clearly they are yeah. going to have him find out or they're going to have the break because they've been subtly working toward it, it seems like. Sort of, but they um, seem really confused. Like they had, there were some hints in season yeah. four that Cersei was sleeping with someone other than Lancel and other than Jamie, and then they just dropped that. Like they don't yeah. really seem to know what they're doing. Yeah, what was interesting is that they seem to be at the beginning of the season having Jamie, well, at least setting him up to kind of veer away from his feelings towards Cersei and have him kind yeah, of they were. ruminating yeah. on, oh, you know, what is what is this relationship I have with Cersei is. Is it actually a good thing for me? You know, we had that conversation with Bronn about, you know, Bronn's like, oh, but does she love you? You love her, but how does she feel? And you sort of had this shot of Jamie who looks like he's really thinking about it. And I thought, ah, this is how they're going to initiate Jamie's, (laughs) you know, journey through realising that his relationship with Cersei isn't particularly good for him. he kept getting hit over the head with the heart wants what the heart wants. Yes, that is what So here's my question to you guys. So, Jane, I, I'm pretty sure Chicky's on to something here. Jamie kills Cersei. I think that's the end of Jamie after that. No, or he's gonna like, he's gonna, well, he's gonna mean, have I, to bolt, man. He's, he's, he's gonna have to get out of there. I always thought that, that Jamie probably would be the Valonqar in the book. So I, I know that a lot of people are saying, oh, it's too obvious, you know, it's not gonna happen. I think that there is a great potential for that. So I don't think necessarily- Is it hands pluralized? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously he's the number one candidate. I don't think anyone can, can, can make an argument that he isn't the number one candidate in the books. And, you know, I certainly think so. I mean, I don't want to, and I keep my mind open to other options, and certainly George left a lot of other doors open, but it is most likely to be Jamie. Um, what you're asking, comma, I mean, like in the books, we're talking about a different scenario though, because right oh, now yeah, Jamie's no, with totally. Brienne doing something else. So if he gets back to Cersei at some point, it's, I think, going to be later, maybe, yeah. than what we're going to see in the show. So it's hard to say if that will be, I mean, I certainly have no doubt that Jamie's going to die unless some of these things that George is hinting about is, is that he's going to let Jamie live or something. <laughs> maybe just despite just the show. Just despite the show, <laughs> God. <yeah. laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think it's yeah. pretty heavily foreshadowed that Jamie will die in the books. Yeah. I, I had suspected he would die in season six. I think he's a good, you know, end of season six death. Mm-hmm. Um, if they do seven seasons, if they go, if they go seven and a half or eight, I mean, I could see maybe keeping him till the seventh season, but I mean, I certainly expected him to die next season. I think they seem to be kind of hinting that he will die soonish. 
Um, so, I mean, he could very well die soon after a Valencar situation, comma. That certainly is a possibility. I would think that's possible, maybe even likely in the books. Hmm. I was hoping you but, were going to tell me that I was wrong. No, I, I think Jamie's, Jamie's going to die. Oh, Jamie's dead. I mean, <laughs> Jamie's, Jamie's going to die. Oh, God. What kind of a fandom are we in? This is awful. I'm I know, right? But you know, you know what they say. If you think this story has a happy ending. <laughs> this is true. This is true. You know, better to but, prepare yeah. yourself for the worst. But, you know, I mean, like what we're talking about, if we're looking at 20 more episodes or maybe 25 or 28, I mean, can we conceivably see even time for a real Jamie and Brienne reunion? I mean, I don't even know if there's time there for that. Oh, I really well, don't. Because I mean, in two seasons, one eighty on terrain. I, I mean, the the show obviously doesn't have a lot of respect for character development. They just have characters change their mind like that, you know. So yeah. maybe it could happen, but it'll happen without proper development. So we'll be like, we'll be happy, but slightly disappointed because it's like, <laughs> oh, Jamie just changed his mind in like ten minutes. Yeah, but ten I'm minutes. More that's like, generous. If there are Twenty episodes <laughs> left, and Jamie has to die halfway through them. I mean, if we're looking at a season six, that's ten episodes. Okay, does he have time to get back, have some sort of drama with Cersei, kill Cersei, and then get to Brienne before he will eventually die? I'm sure they won't pass with up the, the opportunity show? to I kill mean, him. I think that's from, I don't know. Precedent for it. In the show, we've seen characters move around without any sort of limitations on yeah, the time and sense geography. Look, I, I think it could I, happen. My My thing is story pacing. There's no reason for them to have delayed both Jamie's story and the Jamie and Brienne story as long as they have, if they intend to do it. Because it's a, it's a pretty much a surefire hit when they get to it, and it just doesn't make sense the way that they've paced it. So, I mean, no, personally, I, I still am about 50-50. I think they could because they have foreshadowed it. On the other hand, they drop stuff. So, uh, yeah, I yeah. think I think we're still at 50-50. We might get JB. We may not. I just think um, and looking I think at the show... I just, I don't even know if we'll get a romance, even if we get a reunion at this point. I just think trying to apply logic to these storylines at this stage <laughs> is just a fool's errand. If they want to make something help happen, they'll make it happen. I mean, yep. what have we been complaining about this entire season, that none of this makes sense? Every character is just kind of troubling around yep. the place. Like it's... We feel like they want to make it happen. I mean, do we see really big indicators that they want to make it happen? Of well, late? Not, I don't not this season, but as you say, they set it up so well that it would be very strange for them to drop it. And again, that's me trying to apply logic to the show. So who the hell knows? Yeah. Well, they did have the task scene. They did. That's they did. go somewhere because they put a lot of effort into that scene. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know anymore. I mean, well, you know, this kind of segues. I was. I'm going to jump around again because we had Joyous Follies actually ask a lot of questions, kind of in this vein of conversation that we're in right now. And uh, the first one is, uh, if Jamie and Brienne ever meet in the show again, how would you want them to react when they first see each other? I would not want Jamie to give Brienne flowers. That is what I would not want. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd want it to go down similar to the way that it went down in dance. You know, I'd want Jamie scrambling to go get to her, but then I guess try to play it a bit cool. I, I would I want say some of that book stuff. I want them both to be dancing around each other and give us a little bit of that book tension. Yeah, I know, like the idea. Like, I like the idea Jamie of that scrambling followed by like some maybe a little bit of that Samuel Tarly lovemaking despite injuries. 
God. You want Jamie to be all like, hey, um, I didn't miss you at all. I haven't been thinking about you. Didn't juice my pants at the side of the top. <laughs> they both have concussions, but it doesn't matter. Who knows? I mean, in the show, they might just meet each other and then instantly take their clothes off and have sex because the show I'm seems true. to be more inclined to go that way with relationships. Yeah. No development, but we'll be engaged. Just get it on. Get a table. Just straight away, regardless of location. Strip down, yeah. So. Right in the middle of the Riverlands, just go for it. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Right on the quiet aisle, where, you know, they're not allowed to do that. Just, just go for just it. Just stop them, though, really. You Although, know, I, I gotta mean, say, like I, second, yeah. I gotta say that if Jamie kills Cersei in a jealous rage on the show, I hope that Brienne punches him in the fucking face when she sees him. That's what I hope happens. In the balls. Someone should. In the balls. All right. Uh, so the uh, the book question is: um, Has season five made us rethink or question what we'll see from JB in the books? Not really. No. I mean, no. I, I still think no. that we're going to get Jamie and Brett in the books, at least some variant of it. I think that George has put far too much time and effort into establishing Jamie and Brienne as a romance. You know, they're the romance of A Song of Ice well, and Fire. They're and- in the same geographic place. Granted, it's a really shitty one, but they're together, and I think we're getting something. Yeah, I think I, yeah. something. I mean, there's got to yeah. be some kind of payoff many- to all this build-up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, nothing. Jamie punching John Connington was huge already. Oh, Ronit Connington, sorry, my bad. Ronit Connington, <laughs> uh, that was, that was a pretty big scene. So, yeah. I think it's, it's all leading somewhere. Yeah, and, I would say nothing has just... happened on the show that could change anything that I think about the books with Jamie and Brienne because, and I mean just logically, I haven't seen anything happen that really makes me think it wouldn't be possible for it to play out in a way that they are. Well, look, would get probably, to- it probably helps that Jamie and Brienne aren't actually on the show. It doesn't. Well, can I just say, I mean, one of the things I've seen and quite a bit of, and I suspect this because there's been so long a time between each book, is I keep hearing the stuff about George subverting tropes. I hear this a lot. But, and, and that's when, you know, the speculation about John's parentage gets kind of wild and crazy. Stuff about where Danny's gonna go, where George, or where John's gonna go. But it sounds like, and I know I'm just contradicting myself, but it sounds like we're getting this idea that, you know what, John really is Rhaegar and Leanna's kid. Um, Danny probably is gonna end up going to West. I mean, all the things that people said were too obvious to happen, I, I really think they are gonna happen. So he set up Jamie and Brienne. He really did. You read those books, I don't know how, well, I know there are people who come to other conclusions, but it's fairly yeah, but obvious that they are meant to be, like, <laughs> there is a relationship between them. Is it? it? I feel like it's not too obvious for half of fandom who still deny <laughs> that there's anything oh, happening. Yeah. Well, well, sure. We don't talk to them. We don't talk to them. No, they're <laughs> morons. I guess, my point, I guess my point is, is that most of the stuff that I keep hearing people saying that he's subverting this, he's changing this. No, I, they are fairly common tropes, and I think he's sticking with them. I think we're going to get some Jamie and Brienne in the books. That's going to bang the at all. I watched Beauty and the Beast, uh, the 1980s show that George wrote <laughs> yeah. for. Uh, 100% guarantee that he's headed somewhere with Jamie and Brienne, because he talks about Beauty and the Beast a lot, and he talks about a lot of the tropes that they did in Beauty and the Beast, and that he wishes they did them differently. And then I see some of the stuff with Jamie and Brienne in the books, and I think I 
I know where he's going. <laughs> I hope I know where he's going anyway. I think so, uh, yeah. If you do. Yeah, you we do. Know where we all going. do. I mean, it, it's there in the books and he, he doesn't set stuff up to then drop it. That's not George's MO. He's and not he's the show. Do it. He's, he's not, not the, the show. show. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is there's mixed feelings about season six and seven. If, you know, they're going to get together and well, the next question is, are they going to bang? So, but <laughs> we're a little more certain that maybe in the books. There'll be some banging. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. think they may bang yeah. with, with like zero development. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think they're gonna bang in the book. In the book. Oh. I, I think uh, all this wonderful sexual and romantic tension that George has built, it's got to resolve with banging. I hope. I mean, it's going to resolve in some way. <laughs> George, George just doesn't really do courtly love. If if love is mutual, they bang. That's just how George yeah, does things. That's George's romance. Gonna bring Brienne flowers before they die. They've already done so, it. They've already done it. I mean, they've been I mean, missing for like an undetermined amount of time. They've been banging their way through the riverlands. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why when I asked George, I was like, "How long have Jamie and Brienne been missing for?" He's like, "No, no, no. I'm keeping that secret for a reason. That's why. That is the reason." Well, that might segue well into the question we have. Yeah, I was just gonna say. So, like, Anon had asked, you know, if Jamie and Brienne do finally get together and they're Banging. <laughs> um, how, how likely do you think stump sex is? <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Aaron, did George tell you if Jamie and Brienne would have stump sex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yes, yes, You know, I really wish my mum would stop sending in questions. <laughs> Your mum? <laughs> Your mum sounds awesome. Sex, mom. I keep telling you. I mean, it could. I think it could happen. Maybe two to three years into their marriage, you know, you spice it up a bit. That's what you think. Erin, did George tell you any more about Jamie and Brienne? Can you give us any any information? Yeah, they're gonna have sex. Knew it. Excellent. <laughs> I may be lying, but that's not important. <laughs> I think you are, though. No, seriously, that was a question, though, Aaron. We had a non-ask, um, like, <laughs> how was it? Was he nice? Did he talk about Jamie and Brienne? And they say, please tell us everything about this meeting. Okay, so I met with George uh, Armand for an hour in Melbourne when he was here, and I was very lucky to do so. I mean, it cost me a lot of money to do it, but I'm very glad I did it. Um, and there were about maybe 11 fans there. Or sit, um, seated, uh, seated around George. Sorry, I've had a lot to drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I did ask him about Jamie and Brienne, and he 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 got this cheeky smile on his face, and he submit, said to me, "You know, I keep that stuff secret deliberately so that fans like you won't speculate about it too much." And uh, that's about all I got from him. Hmm. With regards to does, him. Doesn't he realize that if he keeps it secret, we're going to speculate even more? <laughs> Absolutely, we are. Um, I did, though. Um, so I saw him again the next day uh, at another signing event that he was doing, and I had a Brienne of Tarth t-shirt on. And he was really excited that I was wearing that t-shirt and uh, told me that Brienne was one of his favorite characters. But that's really all I got from him. Oh, I did get a bit from Michelle Fairley, which oh, yeah. t- um, ended up not resulting in anything. Um, <laughs> so we were talking to Michelle Fairley about the possibility possibility of Lady Stoneheart and she got this really cheeky smile on her face and she was like shh I can't tell you anything that would be quite nice oh, that makes like, oh, me so sad Stoneheart confirmed for season 6 exactly oh. she, was, she, she was wearing a scarf at the time and one of the other guys oh said oh well 
you prepared? You're covering your neck already. And she's like, yeah, I know. And we were like, oh, please. That makes me so sad. This is before season four. And then season four happened. And of course, Lady Stoneheart didn't happen. And we were like, what was Michelle Fairley talking about? Michelle is a trap. Yeah, she was a She trapped us. This actually, well, you know, we had on a previous drunk cast a question about like if, if, um, would you do George R. R. Martin if it meant a JB banging? <laughs> if it would guarantee it? Since you've met him, you might have a more, uh... <laughs> I would, I would let him play with my fun bags as much as he can. <laughs> would, would you let him use the Wi Fi in your box? Do you want to know a bit of gossip? Okay, so they did a, uh, so the one hour meeting we got with George R. R. Martin, they did the same thing in Sydney. And that was about two days before I met him. And we were told at the uh, the meet and greet with him in Melbourne, we were told, look, don't make any sexual advances towards George. And we what? were like, we'd, we'd do that. that. Was and they thing. said, we had, we had an issue with a fan in Sydney who oh. did make sexual advances towards him and had to be escorted out. Oh, my oh God. God. <laughs> so, my dear. Sorry. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, don't do that. Remember, your job, uh, do not make sexual advances towards him. He does have a wife. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, mental hey, note, I, I guess, Sydney. everybody. That was not me, by the way, in Sydney. I was in that Melbourne. Wasn't. It was someone else. I, I don't know who it was. I believe you. All right, let's, let's answer some of these, like, mishmash questions. We have some at the end here. So, Wantkins had asked, you're in an elevator with Benioff and Weiss, and you have only 15 seconds to rant or rave at them. What do you say? Why do you hate humanity? <laughs> Dude, I'm not gonna say anything. I got a stun gun in my purse. I'm just gonna shock them. In the you're, a, you're a Texan and you carry a stun gun. You're like disappointing me right now, Ian. It's a rant. Mine's a rant. It would be a rant, and they would get it too. Absolutely. Yeah. You only have 15 seconds, first, though. I'm gonna tell that one guy you have stupid hair, and the other guy, <laughs> for God's sake, stop reading those freaking cue cards when you're on those stupid inside-the-episode things, because they're not going to listen to anything I have to say. And I, feel, okay. I have a feeling saying you have stupid hair would wound him more. <laughs> he's going to, like, he's going to be kept awake at night from that comment. So, that's exactly. Good. Your hair is stupid. Your hair Which is one has stupid hair? I like both their hair. Yeah. I actually I hate both do. of I them. I think they're nice-looking guys, actually. I think she means that well... Reads. Yeah. Oh, now I'm gonna have to Google the one guy who reads from the cue cards drives me absolutely bonkers. Oh my god! Literally, yeah, that's the one with no hair and stupid hair is um. Manioff. Manioff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Chicky, since you think they are both quite attractive, which one would you do? <laughs> Weiss or Benioff? If you had to choose. Oh, probably Weiss. I think he's the more talented one. That's the one that ruined X-Men. I, I, look, if I had to have hate sex with one of them, it would probably be Benioff. I do like the hair. Uh, I'm going to go with Weiss just because I was informed that Benioff wrote Wolverine and that shit's horrible. (laughs) It's hate sex, lot. It's hate sex. No, I can't do hate sex. He made an attempt, alright? He made an attempt. It's okay. He tried. (laughs) He tried so hard. The comma? Benioff or Weiss, don't think I'm letting you off the line here. The cute card guy. <laughs> the one with stupid hair? I love how she no, just no, like totally went out of public. I think I would go with Weiss. 
<laughs> she totally went off yeah. on the cue card guy, and she's like, "Yeah, I guess I do him." <laughs> I guess I do him. Okay. Um. So next silly question: Do you guys want to adopt Ollie? Well, no, it, it worked out pretty well for John, so why not? <laughs> Ollie, Ollie can. I would put him in my burning house here. Uh, no, I don't want to adopt Ollie. That's easy. <laughs> that was an easy no, answer. Not really, no. Okay, so we have another. Yeah. This question is one, one we've been carrying around for a while. It's from Alice, and she asks, Will their firstborn be a son or a daughter? I say a daughter. They'll name her Joanne, homage to Jamie's mother and Brienne's sisters, and probably her mother. Look, I disagree, Alice. I think their firstborn child will be a son, and they shall name him Elvis Severus. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a dragon. <laughs> I hope it's a dragon, a dragon if there's a child. I hope it's oh a dragon. <laughs> and it shall be named Trogdor. Deceris. <laughs> and then Anon, kind of in the same vein, if Jamie and Brienne were to have children, what are some of the names you think they would give them? You guys kind of already done that. Trogdor. Uh, how these questions? <laughs> hey, we've had these for a while. People took the time to send them in. We're going to answer them. Maybe baby might be George, a- baby Nikolai, baby Gwendolyn. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. George Armand just kind of gave up by that point. Yeah. Uh, then Anon asks, how would Jamie react to Brienne naming their son Renly? <laughs> I think he'd... <laughs> like, maybe Renly Hyle. That has a nice ring to it. Oh, God. Oh, no. Podrick. Podrick Jr. Podrick. I like that, actually. Podrick Jr. Yeah. Podrick. All right, uh, we're getting near the end here, so let's see. Okay, here's a, I'm going to ask one last question, and then we'll do some mail. Um, so Anon asks, why is it always Jamie and Brienne instead of Brienne and Jamie? <laughs> well, if you think it about rolls off the tongue better. It's the same as, like, Jamie and Cersei fans always refer to it as Jamie and Cersei. I don't know why, but for I some think... reason, Jamie's name just comes better if it's first. No, there's no reason to look at the acronym for Brienne and Jamie. What is that? What is Brienne and Jamie when you boil, boil it down? Jamie. Wench Slayer. BJ. <laughs> Who doesn't BJ. like BJs? It becomes BJ. Brienne next to Jamie would be shortened to BJ, and it's like, that's a blowjob. Yeah. I don't know. I've read some fanfics that... I have no qualms. <laughs> Were they show post fanfics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all fanfics. Like, you know, I've seen a bit of that. It's okay. It's cool. Just go. Cool. Okay. so presumptive. No, they're Jamie and Brienne. And, okay, with, with that logic, why? What is CJ? No idea what the Cersei Jamie situation is. I don't ship that, so I don't really have a job. I was about to, and I think you and I came up with the same C word, right? Yes, we yeah. really did. Really I just said it. Australians, we know exactly what CJ what said. Or is it a thing? Oh, I didn't know. No, no, it's not a thing. But <laughs> to the same. Made it just now. Mm-hmm. What is this you pervy Australian know. thing? What is this? What's a CJ? Between the two of you or all well, Australians? What's, what's the dirty C word? I mean... Dirty C word. Turns you know. There's a couple. <laughs> that one. Get out. What's the What's the name of that other girl that's in the uh, in the House of Black and White? That's right. Cuntface. The her. Yes. Yeah. That pussy. No, but you need bad pussy. <laughs> oh God. Oh. oh, 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 oh that scene just happened. 
That was real. That actually happens. <laughs> All right, Eon, are you sober enough to read the mail, or should we just wrap it up? <laughs> I really think we need to wrap it up. Because- <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't read. I can't read. I, I have to like close one eye. To She's very dedicated to podcasts. It's not her fault. I just want to paste them into the thing. I can read them for you. Like, I know, like I see one that says, "I love your podcast. I'm so glad I found it because listening to you guys makes taking the bus fun. And if you have ever taken public transportation." You know how hard that is. I don't even mind the strangers looking at me like I'm crazy or laughing out loud. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. That was great. Take through pay public transport. I always drive into the city. I never take public transport. Mm-hmm. I'm against it. <laughs> Who was it? Who was it? Billy. From... Billy. Yeah. Billy. Billy. Okay. Billy. Thank you. I mean, I want to get really excited about that, but then it's like, no, anything's better than riding the train. Or the bus, right. so I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. we're marginally more fun than commuting. That's awesome. <laughs> we should put right. that like tagline for the podcast. Yeah. Marginally more fun. Than marginally fun. more fun than your morning commute. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it. Let's put it on yeah. the website right now. Okay. That'd get me to listen, man. There's like that's what I. That's what I have. Like, I have to close one eye to, like, even read right now. <laughs> Billy Billy wrote a bit more, so you know what? Billy, we're going to read the rest of that on another episode. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. sending I it in. I don't think it's hard to Billy's email. Yeah. A so lot of our messages have been just, like, people saying they quit the show, too. They so. listen to the podcast, but they quit the show, which I find awesome. We feel oh, you. Yeah. We kind of. We love you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We love you guys. Can I we do love you guys. So you don't have to. <laughs> Some of us. <laughs> Some of us. To be honest, I would have given up on the show if. Do you remember there was that spoiler about Brienne? The fake spoiler, as it turned out, oh, about yes. uh, so ten with the severed head. Probably. Yes. Looked exactly like oh, yeah. her. Yeah, and then that turned out to be fake. A part of me was a little disappointed that Brienne didn't die because if she had have died, I could have given up on the show forever. That would That's have been so yeah. funny that you say that because Chicky and I keep saying to each other, "When is Jamie going to die so we can stop just watching this stupid show?" Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. but Brienne's death is like my—if that happens, that's it. I'm out. That's me it. too, Aaron. That's me too. Like I could handle it if Jamie died. I can't handle it if Brienne goes. I'm fucking out. <laughs> Anyway, on that note, <laughs> I love how we all stick around through character death. It's just the physical death that we we can't endure. We well, the show the is like well, the show is like Schrodinger Schrodinger's box anyway, because you know on the show your favorite characters are dying, but in the books they're still alive. So who knows? <laughs> so who yeah. fucking knows? I love how drunk Eon is right now. By the me, way, me too. <laughs> but yes, She's you managed to bring in a physics surly. concept. I love you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Why is every drug cast always end so weird? I just realized that we didn't even talk about incest in this episode. Oh, God, you <laughs> would. <laughs> no, we did. We called him hemophilia. Oh, yes. Yes, we, we did. did. That's why Marcella was going to die from incest. What yeah, she meant to say is we haven't talked about incest enough. That's exactly what I meant. I want to talk, let's talk, let's talk about Cesare and Lucrezia. Oh my god, they're so hot! So 
Oh, oh, what? Oh, my God. That's the best incest. That's incest done right. <laughs> I just okay, I think... My dream. I don't know. I'm getting a sense that we might be done. I think we're done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Right. So we survived. We survived so season five. We right? made it. We did. And we it was touching it. up. Yeah. We made it. We made it. そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。そうですね。